Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glasser coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you could like share subscribe follow or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the great folks at Sinblades.com. Go ahead and transform your lawn today into something much more magical than it is already at Sinblades. If you're in the Southern California area, of course, Sinblades with a Y.com. Our good friends at Lakersball.com, go ahead and check out Ox1947 as he roams the halls of Lakersball.com. Also, our good friends. Of course, Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. It is Laker Tom, and you can find him at Lakerholics.com plus our good friend Jamie Sweet. I'm he 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 actually he requested me, you know, for a late night Lakers talk show. So late night Lakers fast break is coming. I think it's going to be tomorrow late night. So if you don't catch it live, you can always go ahead and get the replay. So Want to go ahead and mention that to you as well. We're also doing a regular Wednesday show as a preview for the upcoming final 23 games of the season. So we're going to go ahead and do that as well. Plus, this week, I have been told later this week, it is Magic Man in the Morning. So Magic Man in the Morning will appear later this week as well right here on YouTube. So go ahead and like and subscribe today wherever you get your podcast plus here on youtube we're almost to 500 i mean we're getting subscribers even when we're not on the air and i really truly appreciate everyone out there subscribing to our shows I cannot thank you enough plus our good friends of the hoop has podcast network and if you can support all of that it is sincerely appreciated 
Terrence, that's actually something I'm going to talk about today is who on the buyout market can or should we get or should we be interested in anyone at all? We're going to touch on that at the back end of the show. L. Rob is here. Joe Soro is here. I was planning on doing a Lakers quiz show, L. Rob, but I didn't hear from you until the last minute. So I said, you know what? And Sean's not here anyways, because I know he's itching for a chance at a rematch against you, the mastermind of Lakers. You can wait on the magic, man. Yep. But I also, since you're here, you can give us thoughts that you haven't yet about all the big moves, how it looked, and what you're expecting in the next 23 games. That's what we're going to talk about. Plus, LeBron James sent some interesting things, and some interesting things happened to LeBron James. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that on the show as well. Sounds so it is first. I'll tell you what. All-Star Weekend, it is, uh, I guess, for a lot of people, a fun time. I hope you got a chance to catch Sean Grice, the Magic Man, as he was appearing on the All-Star Game as far as for playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break, which you can get all of our games on. So hopefully you'll join us for that for next time. I will say, though, that there were some interesting things that did happen. Mac McClung, former South Bay Laker and Laker uh, training camp invite and guy who got cut I think more than once by the Lakers, he did end up winning the slam dunk contest. So I do want to congratulate him. LeBron James did play kind of sort of in the all-star game. He promised coached uh, coach Michael Malone, because you got to say Michael, you can't say Mike, Michael Malone, that he would give him one defensive stop. And wouldn't you know it, that was on Pascal Siakam who tried to go ahead and uh, send it on home, drive the ball to the lane. LeBron is actually playing the only hard defense. And wouldn't you know, got a finger contusion as his finger hit the rim. They said hand contusion, but it turned out to be a finger. So that sat him out for the rest of the game. But I think, folks, that he's going to be A-OK when we get back into the rest of the season. And he said, first off, the most important thing was the comments that he made was that his ankle feels good. His foot feels good. He's getting ready and he's geared up because he says the next 23 games will be the most important of his regular season ever. This next, He's never had 23 more important regular season games. And we're going to discuss that today, if that should be the case and what the Lakers can do. But first up is first man here. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out today as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com plus Sinblades. Sinblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, good to have you here, my friend. I also know that you're looking for a rematch against the genius down below, Mr. Elrop, who I will now move up and I will move myself down. But be that as the case, let me ask you a question, my friend. You heard the comments by LeBron saying that this is the 23 most important regular season games of his career coming up for the Lakers. Is that true? Probably not. Um, you know, he's won four championships, four MVPs, played 20 years. Whether LeBron makes the playoffs this year or not is not likely going to change anything about his career. Uh, the only thing that's going to change is if he does make a run with the others and actually makes a, makes an impact in the playoffs. Unfortunately, that's not going to really matter too much unless one guy is healthy, which is Anthony Davis. 
uh, I have a lot of relief in what's happened in the last few weeks since the trade deadline. There seems to be a, a, a quick chemistry bonding with the new guys. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think it's fake either. You can, you, you can sometimes tell when stuff is fake and something's kind of new and you, you, you know, what did Chris Rock say to stand up? You, you meet the representative <laughs> and then after the representative is gone, the real person comes out. Uh, unless, unless uh, D'Angelo Russell's the going into acting after his career is over. <laughs> I, I, I sensed a lot of maturity uh, in, in his uh, verbiage compared to what he used to be. Now that's probably not something to hang your hat on. It's, you know, it's different when you're 19 and when you're in your mid twenties, you know, things change, you mature, at least most of us do. So what I'm hoping for, and I don't like to say the word hope too much, but in this case, it's, it's the only thing you can do, which is the health part. We need this team to be healthy for the next 23 games. And that includes LeBron James, obviously, Anthony Davis, and everyone else on the team. It's going to be a lot easier to have a young team that's running and gunning because typically young guys are only sitting when they want to sit. Rarely you see a major injury with guys that are, you know, in their mid-20s. So I think the the Beasleys, the Russells, the Vanderbilts, you know, they have something to prove to. That always helps. They're playing for the next big contract. What better way to showcase your talents than on the biggest stage in NBA history, which mm-hmm. is the LA Lakers. So as far as how this looks on LeBron, I think I think he means what he says, and I get it, what, what he's saying. But the reality is nothing's going to change if they bomb out. But he can enhance a little bit if he does get in and is effective. The problem is they don't win at all. It still doesn't matter. He could play a seventh game in the NBA finals and lose. And it would be almost like missing the playoffs at that point. He has to win championships from here on out. There is no other, there is no other thing for him out for, for him to do. And we're going to have to wait and see if this year's anomaly or what I, what I'm calling now, probably the norm, which is a parody type NBA, which is it's, it's looking like it's going that route a little bit. We're not going to know. Who's going to win it all? I'm not scared of Denver. I'm not scared of the Celtics. I'm not scared of the Bucks. If AD is healthy and LeBron is healthy against those teams and the young guys are playing within those two guys, oh, they have a shot. But do they have do they have it to get to that point? That's going to be the question. Also here today is a good man indeed. Just wanted to go ahead and mention to Magic Man, who just popped in here, that we are not going to do the Lakers quiz show today because uh, I didn't hear from you and L. Rob until the very last minute, or in your case, uh, you got stuck in Toronto traffic. But we are talking about what LeBron said about the most important 23 games in his regular season career. Good man, indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out whenever you go ahead and check out us here at the Lakers Fast Break. It is L. Rob. The genius behind Lakers trivia, my friend, and also he's pretty darn good at Lakers fan, uh, fantasy basketball as well. My friend, great to have you here. 
Wanted to go ahead and ask you your thoughts on how the team looked before the All-Star break. And can they correlate that, obviously, great win against New Orleans into something much more tangible in this supposed most important 23 games of LeBron's regular season career? Uh, so, yes, they can. They can translate this in the last 23 games can be a building block and can be uh, a beginning of great things happening. Um, I, I'm with Joe uh, pretty much from what I've been listening to on, on the podcast. I know he pretty much said he thinks it's a great play for next year. Um, and it's pretty, it's kind of tough to see them doing anything significant this year. It's just, it's just so hard to win a championship. And that's what we're talking about, right? Winning championships. We're not talking about making it to the second round of the playoffs. Um, and it's so hard to really compete on that level when you're, when your team hasn't had any chance to really bond together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just was racking my brain just now trying to think of any teams that have actually won championships with that much of a roster turnover. And I couldn't think of any, I mean, I, I know you, you know, you've seen teams make one move, you know, like the Pistons uh, traded Dantley for Aguirre mid season and won the championship that year. They brought in Rasheed one year to save their season. They won it in 04. Houston did the Drexler. I think that was in season with Clyde mm -hmm. and they won in 95. Let's see. Lakers brought in Michael Thompson. That helped us win in 87. It's, I mean, you can put one piece. You can slide one key piece in if you've already got a solid team that's that's playing well. But you're talking about, man, we, we got half our roster in turnover, right? Hmm. So, yeah, they can make the play in. Maybe even sneak into the, you know, into the sixth seed and avoid the play in. But, you know, I, I, I see their ceiling really probably as winning one playoff series. Um, you know, anything over that would be, to me, exceeding expectations, which is not really what Lakers fans are about. So I'm not really excited about this year. Maybe I'm just trying to temper my own expectations. Um, so, but yes, very excited for all the moves. Great, great, great moves. Um, can't complain about any of it. Um, you know, some of it is, though. You know, it's the new girl. It's like Joe said again, it's the, the representative. You know, D'Angelo Russell is going to do some things that's going to make us upset. He's not going to play defense sometimes. He's going to zone out and, you know, do some careless things. So um, we just have to brace ourselves, from, you know, for that. Um, but, yes, yeah, it's, it's, you can't be anything but happy with the moves and the roster that's been put together it's about – trying to um, get everybody clicking on the same page, which is going to be extremely difficult to do in a short period of time. Well, I can tell you that the moves, though, by Rob Palenka have inspired a lot of people out there, a lot of Lakers fans. And uh, like, for instance, Terrence is saying, you know, he has to say for the first time in a long time, he has some real hope for this season and next year as well. Uh, Zangerstein says, let's see what D'Lo can do this in the coming games. If he is a perfect fit, that would be great uh, because uh, she thinks that they can do two routes, D'Lo, or trade him for Kyrie in a sign and trade. So we'll see what happens there. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. 
check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We're talking about the final 23 games of the season for LeBron. Are these the most important? I'll share some of my thoughts on it as well. But first, it is the man, the myth, the legend. This is the guy who's going to be hosting his own morning show later this week. It is the madman from Toronto. It is the guy who didn't get out of Toronto traffic early enough to do the Lakers quiz show, but that's okay. We'll reschedule that. I know a rematch is in order. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here, my friend. You heard the comments. You were there for our awesome all-star playback.tv watch party that went off extremely well thanks to you. So your thoughts about this weekend, of course, the finger contusion, you know, he's going to be fine. He says the foot is better. He says his ankle's better. He said he's looking forward to the 23 games for the rest of his regular season importance of his entire career, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I have to see it when it comes to LeBron that he is truly going to take all 23 games for the rest of the season very seriously. Yeah, three words, my friend. Seeing is believing. That's mm-hmm. that's what the last twenty three games are about. Let's you guys get see. to unleash unleash hell if he sits out a game. That's all. And there's a couple. Well, of no, uh, well to be fair, now uh, he's thirty eight years old. Okay. There's a lot of rubber that's come off those wheels, man. They're like, okay. well, if he's playing I, forty I, plus minutes, yeah, and he's still playing forty plus minutes, and this bus ain't slowing down um it's remarkable uh as far as the quote goes i gotta admit gerald for watching the dude for 20 years that was quite a surprise i gotta he do you think he believes it or is it just lip service Hmm. it's a tough call man it's a tough call Uh, let let me say this like i said on the last podcast I really do think in the first game against the Warriors, he if he really wants this and he really wants the next 23 games, they're going to blow the Warriors out by 30 because he's just going to punch them in the mouth over and over again. That's when, that's when I know that he's sending a message here. Look, he, he, used, to, he used to send passive-aggressive messages. Like, um, for example... After uh, in the 2016 finals, when uh, Golden State won game game four and it was three one, the next day at practice, the dude was wearing the Undertaker T-shirt. So it was like, all right, he's doing everything in his power to tell you that he's going to take it to seven and see what happens. And we saw what happened. Uh, that's just one example of what he does. The uh, the Arthur fist meme with, with uh, his own troubles with the Cavaliers telling Kevin love, it's, but you need to fit in, not fit out. It's, 
this was plain and simple. He said, these are the most important 23 games of my career. I absolutely believe him, Gerald. Like I said, if they come out and they blow the doors off the Warriors, he's sending a message. It's a message game. So whatever the result of that game is, and I realize it's only one game, and, well, Sean, you know, it's only one game, and there's 22. Well, it's a tone setter. Sometimes there are tone setters, and that one's going to be one for him. I believe you can split the MLA, Terrence. I believe you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just an amount. But most times when you're trying to get a player that is looking to see if they can cash in, they're like in, in like a limbo where they don't get the minimum. They're playing well enough not to deserve the minimum, but they're pl- not playing well enough to get a standard 10 to $20 million contract normally as far as – but you can split it up if, if you if you want as far as the MLE. Yeah, how, how'd it go when we split it up with Kendrick Nunn? Yeah, moving on. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> it's the Lakers' best friend. That was great timing, uh, Trevor. I, I, there you go. But – I do want to ask you guys, it was sent out by Terrence, uh, a good question, a really, really good question. Uh, He was thinking that, where is it right here? I've heard all types of different opinions on how many games we need to win. What are your opinions? I said in the chat, the world's best Lakers chat at the Lakers fast break, 16 and seven. That's nine games above 500. That puts them as a total for the year, four games above 500 which should get them at least in the play-in as a seventh seed, I'm assuming, or maybe even a sixth seed they could slide in. L. Rob, I'm going to start with you first, my friend. What are your thoughts? What do you think the Lakers need to do to either get into the play-in or the playoffs? As far as what kind of record do you think they need to, to pull in these 23 games? Well, I think a 500 team will make it to the, to the play-in. The Lakers, unfortunately, lose. I don't think they had a tiebreaker with most teams if they're some type of tie with one of those other teams. So the Lakers will probably need to be a couple games over 500 to make it. Uh, well, 16 and 7 will put them four games above 500. Yeah, so I would go one lower than you. So give me 15 and 8. I think 15 and eight will will, will, will will secure it. I feel like we're instead of the Lakers trivia show and do you know your Lakers trivia? I feel like we're playing Price is Right. Elrod, what is your answer? Um, I say it's going to I mean, be $5 less than Gerald. Yeah, I, I mean, they got to they gotta play. They got to play very good. They got to beat these teams that they, they can't be losing these games. Missing free throws cost them in games. Making blunders at the end of the game, LeBron shooting 35 footers, you know, on your last possession. Go out there and like like uh Magic Man said, impose your will on these teams. Okay. I would like to see personally, I want to see LeBron now that he got more scoring and a better complement of players. Now you can focus a little bit more on defense. A little you don't have to carry the load scoring the ball. You can let those guys work. They're 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 scores, right? They're offensive players. Yes. D'Lo and, and Beasley. Let them let those guys do their thing, and you kind of sit back and save your little bit of your energy on defense. And you know when you, when you got Vando, you got AD, you got LeBron, all those guys playing high level defense. The Lakers, you know, they should be tough. Then show your leadership by by that. That that would show me leadership, and show me that how important these twenty three games. RT, but so you cast, got, you know, nine three-pointers a game. That's, you know, okay, so what? You, you might get hot one game and filling it up, but, you know, next two games, you might be 
you know, two from eight from downtown. I don't want to see that. So we've got 16 and seven for me, 15 and eight for L Rob, Joe. <laughs> and I still feel like I'm Bob Barker when I'm actually saying this. It's where I was like, Bryce, let's try. What do you think that the Lakers will do? Or what do you think is the realistic Joe Soro prediction for what the Lakers can or will be doing for the next 23 most important LeBron regular season games of his career? My initial based on what. I thought they needed to do to get in, not based on okay. what I thought. They well, did. no, no, I, I, that's what I, I think they okay. need to do to get like a six seed is what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. We have been ifing all year. Mm-hmm. We're now at the, the last lap of the season in a long mile, long marathon of a mile. If we're basing it off what we've seen, my earlier prediction before we got down to 23 was 10 and 17. There's two things that are going to have to happen here for this to not be a bad ending. The Lakers are going to have to stay healthy and Darvin Ham's going to have to miraculously know how to set up his rotations better. The health part could, could happen. The mindset might be there to fight through some of those injuries now that it's the tail end of the year. But my my worry right now is Darvin Ham. If if there's one single thing that could be an issue where we can't fix, because Rob, despite our criticism the last year or so, made probably some of the more remarkable trades in this deadline, and not so much because of what he got rid of and what he got in return. It's how it's set up. He, they, they lived up to that want in not having anything beyond the 2023 season. I, I had no idea they were going to be able to pull off getting this kind of talent that would be that seems to be pretty good with LeBron and AD in terms of complementary players, depth, guys that I can actually shoot. You know things that LeBron offense needs. And, and the fact that they don't have anything committed to any of these guys. I even found out late last week that Mobamba's $10 million is not guaranteed. If they So I, I didn't know that until last week. So they have no commitments with the guys they brought in. And they're talented guys. And they're young guys. And their skill sets are made to play with a LeBron James who can I think shoot. They- I think Vanderbilt still on a rookie deal. Now Vanderbilt is committed for next season. Yeah. Now Vanderbilt can't shoot, can't hit free throws, but he's the dog. He do everything else. He's the dog. You can't have everything, but dang it, you got somebody now you can sick on someone, which we haven't had since I don't know Caruso. Yeah. KCP on certain occasions. Mm-hmm. Kuzma when his shot wasn't going down. Kuzma when he finally because, learned how to play defense. Well, mm-hmm. the, the thing is with Kuzma and something that I've, I always have to praise him on is he realized he wasn't going to be Richard Lewis. I, I thought his ceiling would have been a Richard Lewis type, right? Mm-hmm. Richard Lewis was, a, I believe, a second-round pick out of high school, 6'10", lanky, and did very well. Uh, had a very good NBA career. Well, tell was him a, not that now in Washington. Because well, I mean, again, I was hoping, I was hoping that he could be at least something like that, it, hitting the open shots. That's all we wanted, right? He couldn't do it, but he helped 
in playing good defense and putting in the effort, yeah. not being a, 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 a pain in the rear end in the locker room in any way. So well, as, the, I, as I said before, as I said, when he first started, he was El Matador. He was a, he was a great offensive key and everybody. I, I really, he was one of my favorite Lakers players. He was really a good offensive player, but absolutely was terrible on defense. He worked really hard in that 2019, 2020 season to turn that around, to become an effective defensive player or somebody got in his ass well, and, 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 and made him well. do it. You know, it's funny who plays, who played defense in this Rob Sacre era. <laughs> no. Not Rob Sacre. They were talking, they were tanking. I don't think you have to worry about that, but the Lakers pulled off uh, a phenomenal. And it very own, by the way. <laughs> and I don't want to dog on Rob. I, I, he's such a nice man, but you know, it is what it is. I, I, I don't, I don't know how this is going to end. Uh, if I'm basing off what I've watched, it's not going to likely end well. But the other the other thing the Lakers are going to have to assess here, the last 23 games, is is Darvin Ham the guy you want being the captain of this team? And being being that Nate McMillan just got fired out of Atlanta, likely because he's too hard on the younger guys. Uh, Cause I think Nate McMillan is a, is a good coach, but he seems to keep going to places where he runs into the, I don't know how to say it other than soft. Well, remember I he was an assistant and the uh, coach there got fired and I mean, he, he replaced he, him. Yeah. He, he, he got under the skin of people in Portland as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's likely because from what I've heard, I mean, I guess I don't know a hundred percent, but he's not too sensitive in a sensitive world. So I would like to see, and, and, and Quinn Snyder is right now the leading candidate. Uh, I know they're not going to fire Darvin Ham. It's just too many years on that contract. I wish they hadn't given him a four. Was it a four year? I, that's just too much for a first time coach, in my opinion, but I would have liked to have seen Quinn Snyder with, with this team. I think we would have been better off, but again, I'm going to assess Darvin Ham more than anything in this uh, with this team at this point because if injuries come in and become a problem, then then this team is just going to have to reevaluate what they want to be next year. Are the two stars going to make it? I think LeBron can make it. I think he can pace himself next year. But will AD make it? That's going to be the tough decision if this doesn't work out. Is does AD have to be moved? To get to the to, to get out of this, the, what would be the fourth year we're dealing with an injured injury injured a potential injury plagued season. So let's get back to what uh, the original question though by Terrence, and that is, what do you think the Lakers need to do to get into the playoff mix? I think they have to win forty two games to get in in the play in, which means they got to win fifteen games out of twenty three, which is go fifteen and eight. There you go. He's tied with L. Rob. Okay, fair enough. Oh, L. Rob said that too. Yeah. Well, oh. we're not playing a. We're not playing a trick. Like minds. So it's okay. Fifteen and eight. It is. That's fine. Sean, <laughs> your thoughts, my friend. And you can go lower or higher. It's okay. You know. You well, actually, you know, I got. I, I already made up my mind, Gerald, and okay. uh, so we've got a split here. I'm sixteen and seven. 
Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So we all think reasonably on that. I, I'd love to have Laker Tom. When next time I get Laker Tom, oh, on, you know, t- Laker Tom would you know be eighteen five twenty and three. And there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love you know he said he'll be by later this week, uh, so yeah, he's in he's in travel now. So wish him safe travels. But well, it is a Laker. The, see, go ahead. The, see, yeah, see, Gerald. The problem is not only are you are you climbing uphill. But the problem with climbing uphill, especially in in basketball, especially, is that you have to have other teams go downhill while you're going uphill. It's that that's the difficult part because it's it's not just what, like Rob was saying the the matchups against individual teams haven't gone in our favor in the West. Uh, I think among I think we've. I've got one of the worst conference records in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I think, yeah. When, so when you're what two and nine in your own division, that's yeah, bad. Conference that's, record is going to be pretty bad. Yeah, that's bad, especially when you haven't beaten the Clippers, you haven't beaten the Suns. Sometimes, you know, as Joe was saying, like the Kings punk this team. And Joe's looking to get them punked back. So they got the Kings coming up soon. So I would circle that game as well. I mean, there are certain games that these guys just have to get up for. That you play Memphis twice coming up. Like, oh my gosh. LeBron, Triple J, and John Morant have one of the best competitive individual rivalries in the NBA. When those three guys play each other, it is war. Like, they're not playing. And, you know, LeBron put Triple J on a poster last year. And look at Triple J this year. He's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year. He doesn't care. That's that's the kind of attitude that LeBron, AD, and like Joe was saying, Darvin Ham is going up against now. So... You got your new recruits. Time to buckle up. Like I said, you punch him, the Warriors in the mouth the first game. I'll I'll really start believing that he's serious about what he said. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Sean Grice, the Magic Man, Joe Soro, and L. Rob. We're here talking about the final twenty-three games of the season for the Los Angeles Lakers. If you want to go ahead and join us, I know Corey's in the chat. Corey, uh, you know, since we only got about 20 minutes left, I want to go ahead and bring you on tomorrow or at a date of your choosing that you can come on for one of our post games or one of our regular shows. want to go ahead and bring you in on that so you have plenty of time to go ahead and share your thoughts. If you can, please go ahead and hit me up or anybody else out there if you want to hit me up or if you want to be part as a contestant for our Laker trivia shows down the road, please go ahead and hit me up, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. But... L. Rob, I'm going to ask you this, my friend. The names are out there right now in the buyout market. There's uh, plenty of names. Uh, in fact, if you go look at uh, you know Adrian Wojnarowski's Twitter, he actually listed out all the the names there. Some of which have not even played a game all season. Some of which we're very familiar with already. Your thoughts? Uh, the name that jumps out at everybody right now that has already been mentioned in the chat is Will Barton. <sighs> who is a career 43% three-point shooter and is somebody that that uh, may not or may no longer have uh, the same defensive capabilities. He may have lost a step, which is probably the reason why he was uh, you know, sent packing by, by Washington. 
your thoughts, my friend, on somebody out there, you know, that may be able to fill that final open spot for the team and uh, if we should even fill it at all. Okay. So first I haven't done homework on who's all out there. So I'm really not that familiar. Let me, uh, let me look it up now while you're talking about that. Okay. So I will say will the thrill who has not been much of a thrill down in Washington. I would have to pass on Will. I mean, I think he's, you know, he's overachieved in his career. And it was a point in time where he was, you know, he was bringing a lot to the table. But, and I haven't watched him closely, but when I have watched him this year, I, I just haven't been that impressed. It looks like he had, he's not bringing the same intensity. Maybe some of that is playing with the Wizards. Um, he doesn't seem as locked in. Kind of reminds me of what, um, and I'm drawing a blank on the movie, but uh, what they said to De Niro, what uh, Samuel Jackson said to De Niro, what happened to you, man? You used to be oh, beautiful. Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Yep. Yes, it's, it's one of those. What happened Our to you, ass man? used to be beautiful. He used to be beautiful. Not quite. He may hasn't. He hasn't fallen that far down, but his game is for him to drop a couple notches. You know, um, we don't. And he's too streaky. He's just a little too streaky for my taste. I want somebody that's a little bit more consistent with their game. But good to see these guys are up on their Jackie Brown. Well, uh, part of the film yeah. was uh, filmed at uh, a, a mall that I frequented in my earlier years at the Delamo Mall in Torrance, California. So that might be uh, arguably the uh, the best Tarantino movie. Honestly, yeah. I, uh, I that's I, a really uh, great movie. Oh really God. So this, underrated. The scene, the scene where he is arguing with Bridget Fonda in the parking lot. Oh my God! That that's the actual uh, behind. It was behind Montgomery Ward's parking lot. At yes. Mall. Oh yeah. my God! I've that actually is... been on that spot many times where they Tar were arguing. Tarantino. Tarantino talked about the casting of that. Uh, originally, I think De Niro was supposed to be the bail bondsman, uh, mm. but something happened. He ended up being. Uh, a, a kind of like a secondary guy, and the thing Tarantino said is, "I, I, and I." And he's so right too, because when I'm watching that movie, I'm like, "I, I De Niro is." You cannot tell that guy is acting. You can't see it, <laughs> and I'm like, "Man, I don't even, I don't know what's going on here." And he, it's, I, you, I, it was just a recent interview where I saw him talk. I was like, "Dude, this guy just." became this guy yeah and i think he got a lot of kudos for that because he wasn't a star of the film but boy he's well, a lot the, very, the, very memorable in it the character in that movie beaumont that that's chris tucker's best livingston, role. livingston beaumont livingston beaumont that like the characters in that film are just incredible like i i'll, I'll agree with joe there i think as far as characters go jackie brown has has the the best no doubt of anything he's written. The story too, the way they concocted the whole thing. So yeah, it's sorry, Jiro. We, sorry, have, no we can have a show. We can have a show talking about just, that movie alone. Yeah, I would go along with it. As I told you, I have a great fondness for that movie as well. You know, I see so much of my younger life in that movie. So uh, I, I truly enjoy that movie so much as well. But I wanted to give you that list that you were asking okay. for, L. Rob. Yeah. It is a who's who of twenty sixteen. So let's go ahead and answer Chewbacca, John Wall, LaMarcus Aldridge, Will Barton, Stanley Johnson, Wayne Ellington, Tyler Johnson, 
Sterling Brown, Hassan Whiteside, David Nwaba, and Michael Carter Williams. So that's obviously again. <laughs> 2016 is calling and uh unfortunately nobody's yeah. told any of these guys it's 2023 uh yeah. so magic man do you think anybody in that crowd is uh worth mentioning i mean l rob says uh, and it looked very much on tape that uh will barton may have lost a step defensively but he's still he's shooting one of the worst percentages of his career at three pointers and it's still 38 percent. that's probably better than almost anybody on the lakers yeah, that's true. That yeah. that that second part is true, all right. Oh my god. That list. That list, Gerald. It's sad. I told you 2016 is calling. I know. That's I, I that's, can't believe Michael Carter Williams' name is still on there. It's that's a sad You know sad why list. it's on there with, with Woj. You know why it's on there with Woj. That's agents calling, my friend. Those are agents calling Woj and say, please add. It's like the same thing that do as far as the list uh, for the available Atlanta so coaches. What do you think Woj said? Like, what are you going to do for me? He gets the news. Yeah. Him and Shams. That's how they do it. Yeah. They work. I've seen Shams negotiate. I've seen him glad hand right there live in person. He bumped you know me while buy- he was trying to shake hands with somebody. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. You know what the buyout market is like? It's like it's like when you're when you're shopping and you see that box and they got just like random random movies everywhere. I went to a, a Goodwill store for construction people, typically. And I went in the there was this huge room with all the DVDs and Blu-rays, mainly DVDs. And sometimes there's '80s movies that they haven't released online. So I, was, I went through I don't know how many a thousand of those DVDs, and I realized what the hell am I doing with my life in here? And I, I couldn't find anything I left. Not one. You know what you, you, know what you should find, do? I have everything. I, I thought it'd be something. But Joe, you know what you should do? You should go in there with an with the with an eBay app and see if because uh, there's a resale market for DVDs. Oh, I I, I know I know all about that. I, I sold my Blu-rays in 2011 for pretty okay. good price before okay. I went digital, okay. and uh, all my computer geek friends growing up from from growing up and uh, they were I'm like, dude, get out of that VHS. You'd be surprised. And it was t- it, it was VHS. also room like it cleared out my my room. Jeez, I had so many movies and i'm like what the hell is this i gotta I, figure I, out another way to I, do this. I, I told my parents not to throw any of that stuff out because they got all of it don't throw because they they threw out i had original ghostbusters swag merch i'm just telling you check ebay all and they got rid of it all and so i told them don't get rid of anything that you got like you say saying Gerald vhs there's a there's it's like when it's like when Peggy Bundy got rid of Al's Playboys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I was worth, I'm telling you right the, now, the stuff is worth money. 
Yeah. The, so the buy a market reminds me a lot of the clearance rack. Is okay. You know, so if there's anybody that stands out, Will Barton. Yeah, that Will would Barton. be that would probably or he two, would be like he would be like the RoboCop two or uh, Reservoir Dogs that you find in the clearance rack. Like okay. that's that's the best of the bunch. So Joe's saying no one. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get anyone. But I think we're we're pretty stacked. I think Will Barton, because he can hit threes, I think because he can hit threes is going to be going to a contender. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. And then who else is left? It's really absolutely nobody that might even have a pulse. I'm not even sure if they have a pulse. So I will say, though, that it is interesting. We're going to hear it continue rumors, although Patrick Beverly did sign with Chicago and Russell Westbrook with the Clippers. So before we head on out, guys, and I know Sovereign doesn't like it when I say that, we're going to be able to touch on it, though, and that is the former Lakers. And, L. Rob, I'm going to start with you, my friend, and that is Russell Westbrook going to the Clippers, which I think we're all excited about for, for all the wrong reasons for Clippers fans and all the right reasons for us. And, uh, of course, Patrick Beverly, with the awful situation that's happened to Lonzo Ball, he was just shut down for the rest of the season, and there's a possibility that his career could be over. That oh, is man. now what they're looking at as far as uh, they're going to, I think, over the course of the summer, next few months, they're going to look at his knee seriously, and they're going to judge whether or not it's career-ending or not because it would be it would mean some type of financial compensation uh, back to the Bulls as far as whether on their salary cap or whatnot. I don't know if he's insured with Lloyd to London or anything like that, but I just know that there would be some type of compensation to the Bulls if it's deemed career ending. So your thoughts though, on Patrick Beverly going to the Bulls and of course, Russell Westbrook to the LA Clippers. Well, the Bulls don't seem like they have any direction uh, or any real plan. So what the heck pick up Pat- Patrick Beverly. So I don't think it'll have any impact. Uh, I did see his statements about his he's on a mission to make sure the Lakers don't make the playoffs since we play the Bulls uh, twice. I'm sure, you know, LeBron and AD are shaking in their boots, you know, from, from seeing him. But they do play the Bulls twice at, toward the end of the season. I would just back, love for back him. Back-to-back games for the Lakers at home and home, actually. El Rob, I, I would just love for Patrick Beverly to guard up against LeBron James. That would just be killer. Those six one wing that he is. Yeah, well, actually, I do recall that one of the games, I think it was on Christmas Day when he stripped LeBron on the last play of the game, right? Yeah. LeBron was going up for a jump shot. He kind of knocked it out of his hands. And I think uh, it may have been a couple. It, it, I think that brought the clock down to like within a second left in the game. So the Lakers had to throw some type of lob toward the basket or something crazy. So, I mean, he. But Pat Bev does bring a little value. I mean, it's not, it wasn't lost on me that Damian Lillard went out and did whatever he did to us, you know, but the previous two games when, when he played against the Lakers this season, he had subpar shooting games. So, you know, certain matchups that, that he will, he would have helped us with and, and Damian Lillard was one of them, but yeah, it, that's a non-factor and, you know, he won't help, he won't help the Bulls and, no, of zero consequence him, him moving around to going wherever he's going he'll bring some chatter to them and draw some attention to himself that's all he's worth at this point in his career so what about russell westbrook I mean, now, west, west, russ i think with the clippers not having a real point guard i think russ can bring some value to him i think you know they 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 don't have a ball handler so i think russ could help them so 
we'll see. Ty Lue's a good coach. He he's a he knows how to deal with uh, challenging personalities. Um, him and PG's got a good relationship, so you know I'm sure Russ will be on his best behavior. And Clippers always figure out a way to you know to uh, to self destruct. So we'll we'll see what which way they come up with this year. But yeah, I mean that was a smart pickup for him. I thought the best fit for him probably was Miami, though. I thought Miami needed, could use some 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 athleticism and a little more explosiveness to him. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised they didn't pursue him uh, a little harder. I, I would have said the Bulls personally because the Bulls don't have a point guard, a true point guard well, I mean, right the now. Team, they had some aspirations to to do something. I mean, the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. They're both they're much uh, lower on the the rankings in the Eastern Conference, so I can understand why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I probably hold Westbrook in a little higher esteem than my uh, colleagues here. So. You do, and I will respect you for that. And uh, you know, you've been higher on that since the get go. Uh, but I have a feeling that Sean and Joe might feel a little bit differently on the Russell Westbrook. But they're happy that Russell Westbrook's on the Clippers. So uh, I guess uh, my. Uh, well, I am glad he's not on, no longer with the Lakers. I think you know the, the the people we got was a much better trade and a great fit for us. So that much I'm happy with. Yeah, I would have preferred him not go to the Clippers, though. Actually, I would have. Well, I had again predicted them for where I predicted them, but I, I'm I'm thinking now that that was the final stroke that will not get them to where that they, they want to be because I think that it's going to be something where they will rely on on Russell Westbrook too much. And and obviously you see that's what happens when you rely on that individual too much and at the wrong times, the wrong moments. And, you know, maybe they'll learn from what the Lakers uh, didn't, couldn't get out of him. And maybe they'll learn what, what you know, what was right about what Russell Westbrook and what was what went wrong with Russell Westbrook. Who knows? But Sean, your thoughts on uh, Russell Westbrook to the Clippers and, Patrick Beverly, the former Lakers, to uh, Chicago as well? Well, you know, I I just have to piggyback off uh, uh, my main mentor in uh, old school B-ball, L-Rob, about uh, what he was saying about the Heat and the Clippers. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Rob. I thought that uh, Miami probably could use some more gas on the court. Um, they're... They're shaky, man, offensively. Rob is right. They need some gasoline to uh, put it in in, in turbo. Um, Lowry's knees, I think Kyle Lowry's knees are just, I, I think they're shot. I've, I've watched Kyle play a couple games this year, and having seen him play in Toronto, I just, it's not the same Kyle, man. It just doesn't look like him. Um, and obviously drilled. They gave Duncan Robinson a lot of money, and they've given Tyler Hero a lot of money, and they, they don't can't like give him away. They cannot yeah, they, give him they away. Can't give Duncan Robinson away right now. I mean, he he wouldn't even sell in the clearance rack. Um, go ahead. I mean, Joe was willing to take on Ben Simmons with a first rounder given mm-hmm. to us. Duncan Robinson with a first rounder, it would have to be a really high first rounder in order to take down Duncan Robinson's contract. Right yeah, now. it would have to be an unprotected first round pick, like absolutely no lottery protections to take on that kind of contract. No question. As far as uh, Westbrook is concerned, yeah, Rob makes a really good point. They don't really have a true point guard. They've needed one for almost 60 games now, and so... Yeah. 
Ty Lue's likely going to insert him in the starting lineup uh, as quickly as possible. I, I imagine he won't start for the first game game or two. But the issue with them is they acquired a, a very good player, and he's probably not going to play a lot, unfortunately, because they just added Russell Westbrook, and that's Bones Highland. I, I would play Bones Highland more than I would play Russell Westbrook right you now. You and I both. So if you're not going to play Bones Highland or you're going to play Bones beside Russ and then all of a sudden you got to play Paul George and you got to put Kawhi out there and then you need a five. So who are you going with, Gerald? Are you going with Zubats? Are you going with Covington? Like you said, man, Dallas Plumlee. is really – Yep, Plumley. Okay. So Plumley Plumley adds a little bit of length to them, but I think I think ultimately the Clippers are going to have a similar problem to the Mavs, Gerald, in that it's their size. A lot of their quality players are are a little smaller than what their competition will be be against. I think you know if they went up against the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies have big wings. They've got strong wings. Um, if you played Phoenix in the first round, who? Um, you know, that, that would be a problem for them. So there are a few teams that they match up well against, and there are a couple that they don't, especially with Russ out there. Like it's going to be very interesting to see how much he plays them and who he plays them with. Because like I, you and I are in agreement. You picked up Bones Highland. You should be playing Bones. You think you would think Joe, I'll give you the last word on Russell Westbrook to the Clippers. L. Rob likes it and thinks it could be a, end up being a good move for the Clippers. Uh, Sean thinks it would be better if they start playing Bones Highland above uh, Russell Westbrook. I still like Terrence Mann as well, but obviously they don't have enough mm-hmm. confidence in him to lead the team as far as being a starting point guard. So your thoughts, my friend, on the Patrick Beverly to Chicago, who you were never – on board with as far as Patrick Beverly and then also Russell Westbrook to the Clippers. There are two things that are inevitable in life, taxes, death. I think it's time we add a third and that's the Clippers clipping. This is going to blow up clips in, gonna clip. in beautiful fashion because that's what Russell Westbrook does. And I want you all to enjoy it. I know I will. And if you think it's not going to happen, you haven't been watching basketball very long. So I am looking forward to not only watching the Clippers do what they do best, which is lose when it matters year in and year out. I'm also looking forward to hopefully someone on this team showing Patrick Beverly who he is when they play Chicago twice, because that needs to happen now. And I just I'm hoping for it hope we'll see we'll see we'll see indeed but l rob sean joe we got to get you back on here all at the same time when we can schedule and when we can get confirmation that so we can get do you know your lakers trivia on together so i'd love to go ahead and make sure we get that show taken care of so in the coming days l rob and sean and joe i'm going to get you guys to make sure and commit to a date and a time so we can go ahead and get that out to people because L Rob is our current outstanding winner of Do You Know Your Lakers trivia. So glad to go ahead and make sure he gets a, uh, uh, you know, a second chance at winning again. Will it be a winning streak? We'll see. 
as Sean and Joe try to go ahead in their rematch against El Rob at a future date. But speaking of Lakers fast break, we got more shows, NBA observations tomorrow, Lakers late night. Jamie Sweet says he wants to talk late, so we'll talk late as well. But NBA observations tomorrow evening. Plus, also as well, you got Magic Man. What, Friday is your first date, your debut of Magic Man in the Morning? The premiere of Magic Man in the Morning. Okay, looking forward to it, my friend. Looking forward to it, and I know a lot of people are as well. Plus, of course, on Thursday, the upcoming game for the Lakers. We're going to take care of that. Plus, be part of our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break Live watch party. And, of course, the post game on Thursday night as well. So lots of things planned for you. We're kicking it into high gear. The all-star weekend break is over and it's now nothing but Laker time. Sean Grice and Joe Sorrow and L Rob and Jamie Sweet. We're all coming at you. If you, again, if you want to be part of our conversations, I know that was asked in the chat, go ahead and hit me up Lakers fast break and yahoo.com. So I can go ahead and get you all the information you need to go ahead and get you on the air with us. So we'd love to go ahead and hear your thoughts on the Lakers and everything that you think is going to happen in the 23 most important regular season games of LeBron's career. That's what he says. So I'm going to believe him for now, but for L Rob, Joe Sorrell and the magic man, Sean Grice, we want to thank you for watching, listening, please go ahead and like, and subscribe. We need all the help we can get. 500 subscribers around the corner for us. With your help, it can be done. So stay tuned to us for all the great shows we got coming up on the air for you right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.